Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A very warm hello to our Radio Bombdad listeners. I'm sitting with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandrodi, two of my colleagues and friends from Tavana organization. We are sitting here today to talk about fairness and unfairness. What does it mean? How do we deal with that? And um, the perception of uh, a personal view of uh, unfairness and fairness. And so we are conversing about all of these, uh, especially since many patients that we work with, they actually have issues psychologically based on just this topic. So let's talk about that in their partnership, in at work, um, and, and everything that it's outside their control. They put it under the framework of fairness or unfairness. So um, hello to my colleagues, Dr. Alexandrodi and Dr. Daniel Rockers. Thank you, Dr. Malakovsali. I'm glad to be back. I feel like I've uh, missed you guys for a while. Uh, has it yeah, been where quite, have you been, man? Yeah, I've been, I've been being in the world, being trying to be fair to people. <laughs> I've been trying to be fair. It, it's, uh, it's, it's not always uh, uh, easy. No, it's it's funny. I'm just thinking of this topic of fairness and unfairness too, and it, and it even relates to like travel. And and this is just like something simple. I get so frustrated when you know they 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 line you up in the groups to board on the plane, and they're like group one, group two, group three, and and it's gonna probably sound so minute, but I I just think how did they get into group four and I'm in group five? Like it's not fair. Like did I not check in? Because I'll, I'll set alarms to check in exactly 24 hours before my flight. And so I'm like, I, I had to have done it first. And then I, when I get to the boarding and I'm having to wait, I'm like, this isn't fair. I, I, I did it right on time. Like what's going on? Like, I, I don't know the rubric or the, or the, 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 the measure of what allows them probably, it's probably money too, honestly, but uh, what allows them to board before me. And so, yeah, I think uh, we could find unfairness in these small things, but also in these very huge things too, in regards to, access to healthcare and, you know, equality and uh, even like gender equality um, and just, you know, even within our family, you know, being feeling as though we're treated fairly. Um, I always say like, for example, with racism, racism is being seen as one part of your whole self, which is not fair. And so, I mean, I think fairness and, and unfairness are, are such important topics that we can encounter in our everyday life and not even realize it. And so thinking of it, like, what can we, how, how do we, how do you, I, I was just wondering in my mind, even for the two of you, like, how do you describe like fairness and unfairness? Like, is it a dichotomy? Is it a continuum? Um, what, what do you guys think when you hear those, those two words? I think fairness is an ideal that we have to work towards, but I, my, and I think that things are not fair and I'm not sure they can ever really be fair, but it's an idea we have to keep working towards, you know, is it fair that some guy has enough money, they can make their own rocket. And I don't, I don't, I think it could be argued that that isn't fair. Things aren't really fair. I just, I think they're not fair. I think inherently they're not fair. Things are not always equal. That doesn't mean we shouldn't work towards it. We should. I think that's, that's my take on what's fair. It's like, well, things aren't fair. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, 
I mean, I'm just thinking lack of favorism. So maybe that's the definition we we see. Um, but do we perceive that in our own way of looking at it? Is it how do you measure that unfairness? How do you, uh, you know, put your finger on specific things to say this was lack of, um, you know, fairness? This is favorism. But then in universe, things that happen to you, do you put it on unfairness regarding what is happening to you? Because there's so many other, um, you know, people you see that you perceive they're living better life than you. And you don't know the bottom of it, but you just see things in surface and you think it's unfair. So I'm just thinking maybe lack of knowledge about the details and about the underlying, you know, um, layers that we don't have access to cause us to think something is unfair. Well, it is the human condition that we interpret things. And there is an issue with our mind, the human mind or the ego, however you want to uh, describe it or lay it out. But there is that that our tendency is to see things as not being fair, right? It's that kind of thing where you want what you can't have. Okay. You get what you don't want. That type of philosophy that we're always striving for something more. We want something more. We have suffering. I think there is a tendency just by virtue of having a conscious mind that things are not gonna, often not going to feel fair. Mm -hmm. Well, and also in the world we are today, uh, the world seems like it's under it, or it's in hand of uh, corporations, you know. So how do you see that when you, because it they have effect in every part of your life. Uh, they write, um, you know, however they want to provide the society the way they do. And um, that could be affected, you know. Um, so I'm just thinking in the economical world that every day we are dealing with, what is fairness to corporates? Do they see that also, or do they just go one direction? And that's what I was thinking about when uh, you were mentioning it, Dan, the idea of socialism, like it being equal and fair and everybody gets some versus capitalism. So it's like, well, people have more money because they, quote unquote, worked harder or they earned it. Um, but then still, it's like, well, there are people, you know, really struggling and suffering. And so it's like, well, is that fair to them, you know, for you know, likely uh, circumstances, some outside of their own control, maybe some within their control. And so, again, back to that question of, you know, is it, you know, the dichotomy or continuum? And I think there are some things that are fair and some things that are unfair. It's often a mix. And so it's, it's tough, uh, as we both, or as we all kind of mentioned, I think it's easy to focus on those things that don't feel fair for us, don't feel as though they're on our side. And sometimes, uh, as you mentioned, side A, looking to others, it's like, well, others have that or others have it easier, or others have it more comfortable. And then we can feel, I think we can feel in the role of a victim constantly if we just feel like everything is unfair and we're just focusing on those things that don't feel good and that we don't quite have. Well, I also... Yeah, you you had a really important piece in this whole discussion, Alex. That our perceptions often will lead us astray. 
you know, and there's a lot of psychological theories or ideas about what goes on, like confirmation bias. I've had clients say, women clients say, well, you know, I should be able to walk anywhere on any street, any part of the night, because men get to do that and they're not afraid. And I had to point out that's just not true. It's there's an assumption that all men can do walk anywhere they want without fear in the middle of the night. Not the case. There are plenty of places I would not go and is to keep myself alive. It wouldn't be safe. There's places for a lot of us we shouldn't go. So, but that was a perception. That's a perception. That's not the first time I've heard a, a kind of perception. Somebody who's perceiving some qualities of another group that is it is not across the board. It does it doesn't hold true for all men. It doesn't hold true for all women. It doesn't hold true for all this or all that. It's a dangerous thing. And that causes a lot of our suffering too. I agree. And I, oh, I was going to say, I just had a conversation with a friend about this. And it was funny because he was saying, well, yes, there is some truth in that. And I said, well, yeah, there is some truth in that, but that doesn't make it the dominant. And I think that's the the tricky piece when people say, well, because we were talking about like, oh, what if I, uh, you know, fall and get hurt? It's like, okay, well, yeah, that's, that's always a probability. And anything that you do, there's a chance you trip and you fall. But are you, you know, expending mental energy constantly focusing on the, the odds of you tripping and falling? And he was like, well, you can't say it's not going to happen. I said, no, 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 I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm not saying that there isn't some probability. But if you're focused so much on that, and you're not focusing on the probability of you not falling, you know, which may be a little bit greater and may have some things that you can do to control, watch where you're walking, you know, be cautious. But again, even then you can't be a hundred percent. And I think it's, again, this idea of perspective, if our perspective is sometimes skewed to what could go wrong versus what could go right, we're going to have a very different view of the world. And and we're probably going to feel very different as we go through the world as well. So again, it's not that there isn't, there's 0% that that can happen. And I, I agree with you, Dan, I'm not walking down a dark alley, you know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that if I have a choice. Uh, you know, is there a greater percentage for risk uh, for men versus women? That could be argued, yes. Uh, and there can be numbers that show it's a greater risk. But we can't say it's 100% safe for men and 0% safe for women. No, it's let's stay down dark alleys. Maybe that's the focus of our uh, conversation today. Everybody, no dark alleys. <laughs> that will be your tip at the end. No yeah, there alley. you go. Stay out of dark alleys. Also, in regard to just that example of unfairness uh, for women to walk in the dark or, um, you know, alleys, um, I, I just want to say also it's just a matter of courageousness that, within you some women maybe have the courage to do that and again there are so many other factors just the the overall viewing of unfairness the other thing when you think like for example i was just thinking of um, um award nomination for musical award you hear that oh you know politics is involved they wanted to do this you know this year their attention is more on this, you know, or when it comes to beauty pageant, they say, well, they pick so-and-so because of the world politics. They wanted this person to be from that part of the world. So, I mean, then when you think about that, there's so many factors. It's not just one. 
when you get into talking about politics. You know, I'm sure the group that their nomination didn't win, they probably think it was unfair. It was definitely something was going on. So, I mean, in every aspect, when you think, when Alex, you were talking about adaptation, I think if you don't have that, or as Dan and I were talking before you join, it's locus of control also, because everything that we feel responsible for, we take it um, to the outside world, but then if you take responsibility, the adaptation becomes easier. I think it's tricky too, because you could always point, I think the hard part is you could always point outward and blame somebody, but just as easily too, you can always put it on yourself. And so, and I think it's hard where, again, there, there there's like a, a combination of both of those parts that may be worthwhile and valid, but I think it's hard where, where we, we live life through our, own, through our own eyes, through our own experience. It's hard to be completely objective with ourselves. Um, it's hard to be completely uh, objective in the world as well. We're going to be subjective. We're going to try to make sense of it. And, and again, I always say, you know, we're emotional creatures. We can't just say, oh, let me look at the probability of doing this and have no emotion tied to it. Uh, you know, if we're talking about walking down the street, yeah, maybe we don't have a lot of emotion connected to that. But if we're talking about managing relationships or interactions, it's like, no, we're, we're going to feel the way about it too, which is going to skew that perspective. And even those ideas of fairness, which, you know, we can come from a lot of different places as well. Well, we're going to have feelings about things. And at times we are going to act either irrationally or in ways we regret. Right. We're going to be we're going to be motivated by emotions at different times. And I don't believe I believe every person alive has said or done things that they regret. So we're all in the mix or as my first therapist told me so many years ago, 30 some, probably 40 years ago, he says, Dan, what you'll find is that we're all in the soup together. You know, he's talking about professors at the uh, university where I went, but he, it was very wise words. We're all in the soup together here. We're all doing this stuff and we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We all say things and respond in different ways. And then I think what ends up happening is that kind of balloons and builds on itself, ends up with something being feeling not fair. So uh, at this point, we got to our first break, and um, I just want to say some words in Farsi. Shanavandagana Azizah Radio Bamdad, man betefaqe dutan az hamkaranam, Dr. Daniel Rockers va Dr. Alexandra Deda khidmatun hastim. Imruz darim rajabe fairness va unfairness. Yani che chizayi monsefanas, be nazar ma bache chizayi qeyr monsefanas. Va in ye bahsiye ke imruz darim mikonim. اگر صدای ما رو از رادیو بامداد به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین ما روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه از ساعت 12 تا یک بعد از ظهر در مورد مسائل روز که مربوط به روانشناسی و موضوعات اجتماعی میشن صحبت میکنیم و برمیگردیم دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم
We're back with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandrodi, and we continue our conversation about fairness and unfairness, and how can we adapt our mind to realization that the life brings different things to our on the, on our way, and we have to justify and move on. So, in continuation of our conversation. Um, friends, we were talking about um, different, you know, words uh, that we are living in today and different ways we perceive uh, unfairness, unfairness. Here's a question I have for the two of you guys. Is it fair that men cannot have babies? I was not expecting that question. You like that one, <laughs> I do. I like that question. I was not expecting that at all. And I'm not going to be the first to answer it. I'm just going to sit back here and see what hole you dug yourself into, Dan. So. <laughs> <laughs> Being biased as a woman, I say men don't have the capacity of getting <laughs> Oh, this is how arguments about fairness get kicked off, no doubt. Uh, I say the same thing, though. I say, you know, I that's why I'm a man, because God knows I can't handle the, the emotional or physical pain or, you know, energy that's required to, to have a child through, you know, birth, let alone raising it. And so, uh, yeah, I, I always give my hats off to women uh, for that. Cause I'm like, yep, God knew I could not probably handle that. So it reminds me, I, I remember in my science class from seventh grade, it's just stuck with me. I still remember, uh, the, the teacher, uh, uh, Mr. Hopper, it was Mr. Hopper, Mr. Harris, and he said, and it stuck with me, the equivalent of a man having a child, like physically, would be like squeezing a ripe size orange through your urethra. And that was the most horrifying mental image in my life. And so I was just like, oh, oh, no, like that could never happen. Like that could never happen. Like that's why I'm a man. I'm not saying I chose to be a man. I just, I got lucky. I don't know what happened, but yes. So I, I'm going to say no, Dan, on, on the physical side, just the physical pain and all the, the physical endurance it requires the, you know, the being pregnant for nine months that I'm going to, I'm going to say no, I'm going to just say no. Well, but in women, the baby does not pass through the urethra. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, but I was saying that's for men. That's what it would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what an imagination, Alex, at that age. Oh, a horrifying visual that, mental image. It's worse time. than the shark story that I told. Like, that's scarier to me than the shark story. All right. Like, that's. Oh, yeah. My gosh. Yes. And then also talking about unfairness, unfairness when it comes to workplaces. I'm sure there's so many employees that they don't feel they're treated fairly. There's always favorism. There's always a person who does the work maybe better or uh, has ownership, but people don't see that and they just put it on unfairness. If that person gets a word or gets uh, monetary rewards or anything regarding the fairness and unfairness at workplace, especially, I'm sure we all have seen it, have experienced it whether our own person or we have seen it in other employees. Well, I think that's, yeah, I think that's true. And I want to pick up on that, but, but I, before we do, I don't want to leave my original question. 
it's not just a question meant for humor. If you think about the philosophical implications in that, is it, and the, what really I'm asking is, can we be bothered by unfairness of things which aren't even human created? Mm-hmm. And I that's that's sort of where I'm driving at. I can imagine, um, Dan, there are people probably with your question that they think, why should I be dependent on a woman to carry a child that I'm part of this? Why can I be the person who carry my own child? I, I mean, I can see maybe there's a percentage of people who may go that route. Why? This is like men are dependent on women in order to have kids, right? So, but women now with the technology and with science, they can, um, they can just uh, alone have their child by all these, um, you know, new treatment that they get in order to have their own kids without even getting married, without even having a relationship, right? But men can't. That could be a question from a man. I mean, along those... I was going to say along those lines, I've, I've said in, in seriousness, I've said, yeah, I've been, I don't know if envious is the right word, but I mean, it's maybe again, unfair that women have the opportunity to, you know, not only have a child, but even to be able to have that type of relationship with another living being that that came from them. And as a man, I, I may never have that ability to have that close of a relationship um, just because yes, I can contribute it. Like you said, today, but that is not of me in that way. And, you know, they, uh, they often say a mother's love is unconditional. They don't say that of a father's love, you know, and is it because, you know, dads were just jerks or something? I think it relates to the idea that like that connection and that bond transcend something beyond the roles, but that physical ability to have that. And, and maybe as a man, that's something that, you know, that's something we, we miss or we don't have the opportunity to have. But I think that question, is it fair for men to not be able to have children, kind of pushes us to define what fairness means. Mm-hmm. Because in a way, that question that I asked doesn't kind of doesn't really make sense. It's like, whether it's fair or not, it doesn't even enter into the picture because you're not going to change it, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that helps us define or forces us to look back at what we're, how we define what is fair and what is not fair. But you know, Dan, your question, actually, I never thought about that. Seriously, I, I had never thought about that. But that's a good question. If, if I was a man, I would have envied if I I just wanted to have a child of my own. Maybe I don't want to have a relationship, but I want to raise a child. I mean, yes, you can adopt. Yes, you can do all different things. But just having a baby of your own. So this is like a great opportunity for women to be able to do that, you know. So we know in a normal lifestyle, usually there's a father, there's a mother, there's a child being raised. But I've seen even around me at least a handful of people that they have um, their own child without a father, but they have chosen just to have a child 
and don't have a relationship with, with anybody, but be pregnant, um, deliver the baby, raise the baby on their own. So we see this more and more because it is the opportunity to happen. If we go even further, then is it fair to not get everything I want? Good question. I mean, we are used to being in a world that we see that all the time. We want something, we don't get it. It's, it is what it is. You know, you are raised in a certain family style that maybe you don't like it, but this is your family. This is how you've been in that family and being raised. Economically, you don't like the way maybe your family are, but this is your family, you have to be in it. I mean, there's so many things we can talk about if you think of that question that you have, that you accept, you don't have any other way not to. Well, it reminds me of we've talked about failure and through failure, you can learn so much. And I think there's times where you cannot have things or things don't, you don't always get what you want, but it actually adds to, it can add to your growth. It can add to your, you know, just your, your, your unique journey and your unique, you know, experience in life. So um, I can only imagine what it would look like if everybody got what they wanted. I mean, I'm thinking of like even an infant, you know, we talk about development of a child, you know, they tend to first view the world as, you know, everything is at their control, you know, developmentally Erickson's stages of development. He thinks of the infant even believes at one point that is in control of the mother. Like it gets hungry and the mother feeds it. And it's like, imagine to go through life where like you had instant gratification constantly. Like that's, that's not, I don't think that's reality. That's not how life works. You're going to have to be in one of the lines of the airport. You don't want to be in eventually. And then you're going to, you know, go crazy. Cause you're like, wait, I, I want to board now. It doesn't work that way. You're, yeah. You would not be prepared for that. You wouldn't be ready for that. Well, maybe what this brings us to, and this is a, a, idea it's not i'm not saying this is but maybe things being not fair is a good thing for us because it helps us to grow mm-hmm. well think of a sport from childhood you learn that a team wins the other team doesn't you know is it fair or is it not fair so i mean think about it in every aspect of life we face with um not winning i don't want to name it I don't want to label it as failure, but in reality, you fail to win, right? So when you think about that, you learn to be adaptive to life um, experiences. That is not always what you want. You learn that. So maybe um, it's just part of life that you have to accept. I, I mean, there's some obvious unfairness or fairness, but in so many ways, there is no obvious way to put your finger on. There are all other aspects in it. So I always hear from many people that, is it fair that a two-year-old child uh, is diagnosed by cancer? Is it fair that a person who hasn't really had any good experiences in life or having the pleasure of living a full life at the peak of their success, all of a sudden they die. I mean, you think about it, everything that we can talk about today could be questionable. Every difficulty could be attributed to that unfairness, you mean? 
I mean, it's our, again, back to what Alex was saying, our perception. Is it fair? Is it unfair? Is it, was it something that I had something um, I had to do? Or is it just a bad luck? Is it just the way it is? I mean, th there's so many ways we can um, label it and put it, um, you know, under question in our mind. I think the question breaks down at some point, because if I say, well, it's not fair that my refrigerator is breaking down and I've got to buy a new refrigerator. Some people could look at me and say, dude, you're lucky you got a refrigerator. Mm -hmm. You don't even have one. Right, right. So then my question about it, it it's not fair, the refrigerator, that sort of goes out the window. But then we're all stuck with relativism. What's that, yeah. Alex? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking, the relativism of it, because, yeah, that's something I tell patients and kind of jokingly say, if it was just a matter of, you know, who has it worse, I would line up patients in regards to severity and tell them, hey, you should have seen the last guy. He's got this problem, you know, and like, oh, OK, that'll make me feel better. It's like, no, that helps for like two seconds. Our problems are our own. So, yes, the person who doesn't have a fridge is experiencing the struggles of not having a fridge you who have a fridge are experiencing the struggles of your fridge breaking. Now, if you've had a fridge for 20 years, Dan, and your fridge is breaking and you're like, this is unfair. This is ridiculous. What's going on? And it's like, okay, well, Dan had the fridge for 20 years. You know, the life of a fridge is 10. Like, you know, your, your, your measure for fairness is a little off here, but, yeah, and but so against that perspective, 25 years. <laughs> a of fact, his fridge is for 20 years. It is 20 years it, old. Is it? Oh, no, man. Actually, we just jinxed you right now. Your fridge is going to break now. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, my, this is a, that's a true, uh, that oh. was a true element. My fridge is breaking down. <laughs> well, you've had your fridge for 20 years. Come on well, now. I, but actually, no, that fridge is probably closer to 10 years old. Mm. Either way, not the point. That's but what is the life of the fridge, though? I mean, that's the thing. You got to, you know, you got to generalize it. It reminds me that I worked in, uh, I worked for Ford for a while uh, doing deliveries. And one of the things that I learned while working there was the life vehicles have a, a even in the parts of vehicles, they have a life in the, in regards to the water pump on average for certain vehicles breaks down in 10 years. The hoses break down after 60,000 miles. So it's one of those things where it's not fair. It's not right or wrong. It just is. That's what happens with those things. We can get upset and say, well, it shouldn't happen at all. Our car should always run, but that's just the products and, and the, the life from wear and tear that kind of uh, are part of it. So what you're saying though, is that that question breaks down. Yes that question doesn't begin to make sense when we look at it in that way. Well, how much of what's going on today in the news and the world that we see, how much of that does break down in that same way? You know, the question of it's not fair. Very good question. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we all had that mindset that we could go through that route, we would be more accepting then. Uh, we go to the next break, um, time-wise, so we come back and we continue our conversation.
شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد امروز من به همراه دو تن از همکارانم دکتر دانیل راکرز و دکتر الکساندرادی در خدمتتون هستیم و صحبت‌های امروزمون در مورد فرنس و آنفرنس که به فارسی همون منصفانه بودن یا غیر منصفانه بودن هست صحبت می‌کنیم و روزهای شنبه و یه شنبه از ساعت 12 تا یک بعد از ظهر صحبت‌های ما رو به زبان انگلیسی می‌شنوین خواهش میکنم اگه کسانی هستن در منزل که از برنامه ما استفاده میکنن به زبان انگلیسی ازشون دعوت کنیم روزای شنبه و یک شنبه به برنامه ما توجه کنیم برمیگردیم و در خدمتون هستیم با دکتر دانیل راکرز و دکتر الکساندر رادی with Dr. Alexander Adi and Dr. Daniel Rockers and we continue our conversation about fairness and unfairness. You were done talking about breaking down the question and uh, when it comes to media and news and uh, different worldwide view, if we break it down and think about the relativeness of the issue, how do we respond to that? Well, I think, Alex, what, one thing you said, which stood out for me, is you said our problems are our own. I think that may, there's a, maybe a key in there for the definition of fairness or defining of fairness. Can you say any more about what you were thinking when you said that? I like that. I thought that was really good. I think it's true, too. No. I could say nothing more. No, just nice. <laughs> no, no, no. Nice. <laughs> I just tell patients that our problems are our own. See you next week. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, no. it should be obvious. Yeah. And, and well, the, the big piece of that too, that you're cut, I think touching on is this idea of like, as we can start to see that our perspective and the rules that we've lived by both the ones that we try to generate for ourselves in, including the ones that have been put upon us by society or family, by our culture, we can, we can try to find a balance to kind of coexist and, and maybe tolerate, manage, endure our, not our, our life, but our, how those things uh, impact us, how they can limit us, how they can restrict us, but also how they can allow us to grow. It reminds me of the question, you know, do you have to go to adversity through to, do you have to go through adversity in order to grow? I don't think you do. There's that age old, Oh, I had to walk, you know, 10 miles in the snow. And so you have to walk 10 miles in the snow. And it's like, well, no, maybe it shouldn't be that way. Maybe we don't have to just say, because it's been that way, this is how it should be. I think we can look and say, well, what works for me now? What feels, you know, manageable, tolerable, both with 
you know, what has been as well as what we want to have in our life and how do we, you know, go about that in a way where we almost, I almost encourage removing the idea of fairness and unfairness from our, our, our idea, but instead being able to say, this is my life. I have so much influence, so much control over it. And how do I want to try to move forward in that way? So we don't look at it as, you know, life, you know, throwing us for, you know, for a loop or the universe working against us. But these are the things that happen in people's lives and, and they can hurt and they can be challenging and they can be difficult, but they don't have to be aimed at us. There's this great quote I was reading. I can't remember the book, but it was this great quote of death does not want you. And I love that quote because it was this idea that like death is not out to get you. Death is not saying, oh, yeah, I want, you know, Dan to, to get hurt and to fall and bad things to happen to him. You know, uh, death is not sitting there uh, almost as an entity, if you will, like plotting against us in this way. It's like, no, just death is a part of life. It's there. And so if we sit here and feel like these things are unfair or are fair, it's almost like these, there's this 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 written kind of outline of what our life is going to be. And, and we're saying, Oh, yeah, look, this isn't fair. This is happening to me. Somebody is, somebody's working against me. The universe is working against me. I, I don't think it's that complicated. I think we, as people, because of the, uh, our, our intelligence and, and our, our development, we think that these things are aimed at us in this way that makes us feel like grandiose. It's like, oh, life is out to get me and, you know, bad things are going to happen to me. It's like, you know what, we're one of millions of people. Like <laughs> the, the sun does not revolve around us. And so if we focus on that in a negative way, it, it, it takes away, I think, more than adds to our life. So I was just thinking as I was listening to you, Alex, um, I think, you know, our thoughts, our feelings, and our behaviors are influenced by actual or imagined uh, presence of others and other issues that happen, you know. So what do we do basically now talking, because I know we don't have that much time. There's so much to talk about fairness and unfairness. But for our listeners, what do we want them to take on from our today's conversation as fairness or unfairness? Because it's a lot to do with the way we perceive life in general. And it's about our um, the way we've been raised, the way we see ourselves in the world, the, say, the way we see the world. So how do we walk in this world that we talked so far about some of the issues of fairness and unfairness, that we have a balance and we walk with balance. I'll jump in. I think that I think the question is the answer in that way. How do we? I encourage people to ask yourself that question. How do I walk through this world? How do I see myself? What am I saying is fair and unfair? You know, are these are these rules that I've adapted in my life true how true are they i find when we even talk to somebody else we can find that somebody has a completely different view of things and and that could be so eye-opening sometimes because it's like oh wait i i always thought it was like this or i always feel this way about it and so just even asking ourselves that question i think is is the beginning part of being able to say 
you know, what is, what is my guideline? What is my rubric for, for fairness and unfairness and, and the things that happened to me in my life? I think that it's a different, we should be asking a different question. I think instead of, instead of the fairness question, I think we should ask, how can I reduce my own suffering? And to maybe to a larger extent, how can I reduce others' suffering? Because I think if we get, we can get stuck on the fairness question, and then it takes us down some side roads, which we may not want to go. But I think this, the same ends can be accomplished if I say, well, how can I reduce my own suffering? And it has to be a balanced view on that, because it doesn't mean getting everything I want. But also, how can I, I'm thinking in terms of like bigger social movements, like racial social movements, how can I reduce other suffering? And the answer to that is, well, we need to make some changes here in our society. But I think both those questions, how, can, how to reduce suffering is important. And reducing suffering to me speaks both to doing work in the outer world, maybe the societal structures, as well as doing work in the inner world, which is determining, understanding, Things may not be the way that I want them to be, that I can grow from this adversity or for the difficult, from the difficulties or from the suffering. So I think that it begs us to ask a little different question. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Well, I see where you're coming from, Dan, as a psychologist, because um, our, our role is always to help individuals to Um, internalize the issues and we try to reduce their suffering and put them in a position to think what they can do to reduce suffering. But my question basically was, um, you know, walking in the world in a balance, meaning having that much um, understanding of the world is not always in our favor things happen whether we want or not. So we were talking about adaptability, relativeness, just bringing all of that in our mind. And we know that there's a part of brain, um, I don't want to bring it up to show off, but we know that the justice and all sorts of, you know, uh, thinking, in a justice way comes from our brain. So how do we really understand the topic of fairness and unfairness and internalize it in every aspect of life to be able to understand it well and to be able to justify things in a relative and adaptive way, maybe? Am I clear? I think I, think I hear you, but I think if we had the answer to that question, we'd be millionaires because I think it's, I think it's a very individualized question. I think we have, as an individual, we have to look at those things that have contributed to what feels fair and what feels not. Like I said, you know, even within family, you can go to family, you know, we can be the youngest and we can feel like we've always been passed over or, you know, we've always been ignored. That's, I think that's something that not that we can remove from somebody, but instead, we have to acknowledge, we have to see how there's pros and cons. There's two sides to that sword. It can be a strength or it can cut us at times. And so I think it's, it's an individualized 
question that we have to ask ourselves. And, and, and again, that's why I go back to, I think it's the question is the answer. We have to be able to reflect and what contributes to how we see the world as fair and unfair. Dan, you mentioned earlier, uh, having seen a therapist, uh, I myself have seen a therapist actually based on your recommendation, not because of any particular action of mine, I think, but just in general, in regards to becoming a psychologist myself, I have to know what it's like to sit in that chair. And most importantly, I have to know my own issues. And that's been probably the one of the best pieces of advice you've given me. And I've always passed that along. I There's so many times where I've been working with patients. If I were not aware of my own issues, it would have clouded my vision in being able to allow them for themselves to determine and understand how they, they, they view fairness and unfairness. Otherwise, without that knowledge of my own issues, I would have probably unintentionally maybe even put my rubric uh, within on them like, oh, wait, you know, your dad did that to you. Oh, well, I have issues with my dad. So, you know what? You know, screw your dad. Don't even talk to him anymore. It's like, well, no, no, no. Hold on. Is, is that how they're seeing? Is that fair? What happened to them? Is that fair or unfair based on their experiences versus me trying to put that on myself? So I think, it, again, it's hard to tell people do this or do that. But instead, ask those questions of yourself, really examine, you know, how do you see the world? What plays into that? So definitely um, things that have happened in your childhood uh, builds up and, you know, makes up your personality and you behave based on that. But in general, I want to say maybe our temperament, our DNA, a nurture, nature, all of that affects the way we um, react towards um, the happening in, in each of our lives. You know, some people may take it so seriously, they get angry, they get rage, they react so badly. And some people, they just, you know, they just are very accepting. They just say, you know, it happened. What can I do about it? I mean, I can't go back to my life and change how my father treated me or I mean, we don't, we all don't have those understanding. That's why uh, it's when you talked about going to psychology and, and checking in, that's why you have to have 36 units, hours of having your own, you know, conversation with a therapist. Now I understand why they do that. And that's a requirement of 3000 hours, 36 hours of that is your own you know, conversation with the psychologist to just feel confident when you are actually in practice, you understand first yourself to be able to solve other issues of others. But, you know, I just want to say maybe our temperament also has a big piece in accepting and, you know, coming along with the issues of life. All right, friends, so we are um, at the end of our program. And um, as we always do, so let's just have our final sum up um, and share it with our listeners. I like what Alex said, our problems are our own. I think that holds a whole lot of wisdom in there. It's a great, great comment, Alex. Thank you. <laughs> and I, I would live uh, with listeners, you know, one of the things I encourage, and I think it's hard to do, as I said, we're, we're, we see the world through our own eyes, we walk in our own shoes. I think it's always worthwhile to 
recognize how you go through life, how you see things, including, you know, how we define uh, kind of those, if you will, values and, and fairness is a value, I think, in, in regards to how we make sense of it. And, and I think any kind of value, if we look at it in just a, a strictly dichotomous way is whether fair or unfairness, we can be limiting uh, our experiences sometimes. And so as we kind of walk through life and reflect on, you know, how do I find define something as fair? How might others define it? How does that feel to try to define it in a different way? It can allow us to start to grow and develop our relationship with any of our values, including the, the one of fairness. And I want to um, encourage our listeners to um, just try to be accepting of things that you can change. And um, unlike um, Dan, you mentioned that our problems are our own. I want to say there are some problems that are our own, but there are some problems that are outside of our own. So figure out which ones are outside of our world and which ones are um, and internalize those and see if they're outside and it's out of our hand. Um, So is it fixable or can you ignore it and pass? Or if it's part of the problem that is from outside affecting you, try to resolve it in different ways. Um, And it's always great to have consultation with people who have more wisdom experience and also um, having really consultation with experts is important. But if it's something that is internal and you know it was your choice and it was the way you actually caused those problems, try to resolve it, try to, um, you know, come forward and admit to the problem if there's another person on the other side or if it's you and in own your world resolve it by going through step by step and see how you can handle this and moving on with that um dr rockers do you want to say anything in that regard or if not then we end our program no i think you've got it capsulized there what can we do what can we accept all right. Hey, I, I want to say, I think you guys both ask great questions too. I think that's, that's what really plays into trying to understand some of these very difficult uh, topics. And so, yeah, no, I think uh, uh, these questions are so imperative too. And, and Dan, yeah, you, you threw me for a loop with the, <laughs> with the, with the man oh. question. So yeah, yeah. Good, good topic. Yeah. Well, maybe a follow on thing that we can discuss, not today, we don't have the time left in the program, but is the question of these ideas about fairness and unfairness, there are problems are our own, is, well, how can that be applied to the topics of the day? You know, the racism and the, the unfairness of just predators and offenders and things like that. I think sure. those are important questions, maybe for a future there's always so much to talk about everything um, but we have talked so far and we can always continue our conversation with that i want to say thank you to my colleagues dr rockers and dr andradi and uh, goodbye to our listeners and uh, wishing them a wonderful saturday night we come back uh, tomorrow and we um, talk about another psychological or social um, topics
بذار تنها باشم تنها بمیرم دیگه از درد و غم آروم بگیرم برم پیدا کنم یه جای خلبت بشینم عشق بریزم تا بیامد برم پیدا کنم یه جای خلبت بشینم عشق بریزم تا
رادیو بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا